There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. My name is Jeremy Saunders. Today's guest is Matthew Amiot. He's got brain cancer. Let's talk about it. You might you might enjoy this. Is uh, it about drug? No, it's about how no, no, I'm, it's, I don't care. <laughs> it's about how I might I might have like contaminated I might have put myself in a very dangerous situation this uh this past week for, with my CF. Twice? To, yeah, like twice. No. Th- you didn't hear the third time. There's a third time and it's way worse. So, I'm not allowed to hang out with other CF people. That's a, that's a part of CF like we can't spend time together because we can contaminate each other and like fuck because there can up. only be one they can only yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was yeah. i thought it was because emotionally like it's really depressing to be around people with cs yeah, so and, like yeah, when you get want... more than one together it's just fucking everybody depressing. it's just a cloudy gloom of shit yeah everyone just gets real <laughs> sad uh no we're not we can contaminate each other and like and essentially like infect each other worse than we already are infected uh, Dope. Yeah, right? So uh, we've been going to, the three, Brian and Taylor and I have been going to, um, we've, we've been going to this fundraiser for CF for the last like couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, the Lawn, lawn Summer lawn, Nights. Yeah, yeah, right on. And uh, there was a guy there named Steph who hopefully we're going to have him on the show sometime. He has CF. And uh, so w- when when I saw Steph, I went to introduce myself and I shook his hand. And and and, and immediately I was like, oh, fuck, shouldn't have shook his hand. So then I had, this was a couple weeks ago. I had clinic that week. I went into clinic. I was like, oh, I, I met Steph. And they're like, you met, uh, where did you meet Steph? And I was like, oh, at, a, at an event. And oh, uh, I shook his hand and my doctor was like, oh, uh, no, don't do nope, that. Don't nope. do that. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I won't do that again. The next week, I go to Lawn Summer Nights. I see Steph. Steph runs up to me. Hey, dude! Shakes my hand. I'm like, uh, hi, dude. As I was, a, I was, Steph, you were there. I was standing beside you. I was, I was standing beside you, and I looked at Jeremy right after because Steph was, like shook his hand and then walked away. And I looked at Jeremy, and my eyes, his, his I was eyes like, just got big. I gotta go wash my. Hands. I think Steph like, knows, but I think it's it's kind of like me. I, I think like Steph, like. I don't really give a fuck enough, you know. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It, I f- I feel like it's like I'm not gonna let the disease get in our way, and like I'm not gonna let what doctors told yeah, me to do get yeah, in the they, way of my. Life. They don't know what they're talking about. So then, so then that, so that happened. We shook hands again, and anyway, we had a few drinks at Lawn Summer Nights. We went to the Stubborn Goat, had sex. We ended <laughs> up yeah. boning yeah, each other, absolutely. On the couch, and I just caught. Yeah, yeah. We in have a cough fetish. We were coughing all over each other. Oh God! Uh, no, we we were there, and I was heading out, and I said, saw Steph, and I was like, Steph, uh, have a good night, buddy. And he was Steph tied one on. He was like having a good time, and you know when you're like when you're like with a, like a new friend kind of thing, and you're like you're you're like high five, and you're like you're the best man, like. Like having that like bro moment, that bro like yeah, yeah. romance moment. Yeah, yeah. We bromanced it out right there, face to face. We were hugging each other and like t- like oh dude, hopping in each other's co- throats. Yeah, just co- it, it was so <laughs> like, and the whole time I'm going, 
don't don't do this don't do this but the other part of me is like well this this is he's a good guy like i want to like i don't want to you know i don't want to ruin this moment he's my he's my bro now he's my bro now uh so let's uh let's get this motherfucker started uh today's guest we are sitting here with uh none other than matthew amiot that's right highly famous no no but thank you kind of kind of sure there's no one that doesn't know who you are in the city really i feel like most of your listenership doesn't know who <laughs> yeah I am. yeah exactly <laughs> so uh matt you uh <laughs> i'm dying please don't bum us out too bad you've got some you've got some heavy shit what's going on uh no uh yeah i do um well jeremy you told me that you wanted to do an episode about brain cancer and it just sort of worked out that you had a good friend who had brain cancer and it was me <laughs> uh, i was like god damn I god, wish, that just worked I, out so well man. i wish we could find someone who had brain cancer and matt was like oh oh, oh you dude, know what that's I'll, me. Ta- I'll take one for the team i'll get brain cancer so that i can inevitably <laughs> yeah. be on your podcast that didn't exist when i got it so what that's a, my what a sacrifice that's my first question where, how where do you go and get brain cancer <laughs> <laughs> uh the interesting thing you don't actually go and get it from anywhere uh it's it's uh typically the result i don't actually know like i i have to go back to what you said in the first episode where if there's a doctor listening to what i'm saying or if like yeah. an oncologist is listening i don't care yeah like Please don't. I'm, I'm gonna be as right as i possibly can be about this and like just basically what i know is my base of knowledge but brain tumors i had a brain tumor which was cancerous uh, and that's how i ended up with it but uh you can't predict a brain tumor and they're completely unpreventable. So if you're going to get one, you're just going to get one and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, it turned out that the one that I had had been there for quite some time. Uh, one of the doctors who was a friend of my brother's told me that he thought it had been there since I was in high school, which was a bit Holy of Holy shit. Right? And, okay. Wow. And right now you are, how old are you? 31. That's So that's uh, wow. well so, over 10 years. Right. Um, the, the, the My neurosurgeon told me that he he thought it had been there for a long while <laughs> it was the least i i, I mean, great man saved, <laughs> saved my life but a i was just like, while or so. I was like what what is the timeline on a long while it's <laughs> not descriptive like it's been a long while since i had sex but it's also been a long while since i was 15 so like what is a long while to you so i i think probably one of the questions uh that people have right now and, and that i have is is you have brain cancer but are you good now yeah i am uh Every three or four months, I go for an MRI. I used to be getting them like every six weeks, uh, but it's just like a routine check-in to make sure I'm doing okay. And they basically, you know, tell you that you need to do more tests or that you're still in the clear. Uh, they don't use words like remission anymore, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, it took them a long time to even use the word cancer with me. Is this only because? Is this only uh, because we we're dealing with a brain tumor or are you talking about like they don't use they're not talking about like with breast cancer they don't use the word remissions not they try not to use the word cancer at all because they're just uh, like a boo-boo they're boo-boos well cancer you have you you have have a bad case of brain owie you you have a five-year-old right right you have a flu in your brain (laughs) and it's growing and it's physical and it's growing and it's gonna kill you uh (laughs) so do something about it uh no, the, the reason is because, and I, I asked them at the time, uh, I, I'll never forget, I said, okay, so do I have brain cancer or do I just have a tumor that, that is cancerous? And the doctor went, 
both. And I'm like, cool, <laughs> great, okay. awesome. Well, but they don't use the way. word because it doesn't mean anything anymore. So it's just it's, a word that like it's just a word that incites fear and uh, and panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look at someone and say you have cancer. They freak the fuck out. Yeah. But if you look at, well, I didn't, but I, cause I was like, I, I just want to know what I have. But they look at you and tell you basically what the thing is that's causing the cancer. So they told me I have an anaplastic astrocytoma, which is malignant and needs to be, oh, by the way, uh, the first of you who can say that word yeah. without screwing it anaplastic. up. Anaplastic. Astrocytoma. You already messed it up. Yeah, right. Anaplastic <laughs> astrocytoma. Oh, he did it. That's it. Done. I, I didn't even tell the difference between the first time he said I it and the yeah, second either. time. I, I, I thought I repeated it. He might have actually <laughs> said it <laughs> right the first time. I just refused to believe An- that anyone got it right on take one. There you go. Anaplastic astrocytoma. Or cytoma. Astrocytoma. Astrocytoma. Astro. I don't know. space. It's a space tumor. Just to touch back on, you said you weren't. You asked the doctor if it was a brain, can- if it was brain cancer or a tumor that was cancerous. Yeah, is, is are they synonymous or are they yeah, two different? Yeah, that's what things? I learned. They're, okay. they're exactly so the same. Was, like you thinking, just asked the same question two ways. I was I was thinking maybe you maybe there's two different things and you had both of them, which would suck. But uh, it's, it's the same thing. It's possible to have a brain tumor that isn't cancerous. Um, I don't know the statistics on it, uh, but. Most brain tumors that go unchecked grow and become cancerous, uh, and those are the ones that uh, typically kill people within uh, within a year. And speaking of statistics, it, what is the the likelihood of of surviving um, brain cancer for lack of a or an anaplastic astrocytoma? Nice, uh, <laughs> you guys are killing it. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know like the, the the finite numbers, but I do know that uh, when I first got diagnosed, I started to do a little bit of internet research, and I freaked out because I was convinced that I was going to die. Uh, because the anaplastic astrocytoma is apparently one of the uh, rarest types of brain tumors, and again, if you're a doctor, I don't care. Like, to, don't, <laughs> well, don't, actually, I don't. I really <laughs> legitimate, even le- legit. Uh, but most people uh, have a benign one that eventually grows into um, what's called a stage four. There's four different stages of brain tumor. Uh, anaplastic astrocytoma is a stage three. And uh, I cannot, something like geoblastoma or something like that. But again, that's just a fancy medical word that sounds like the right thing. And nobody's <laughs> going to double check me on that right now. Uh, that's the grade four. And that's the one that uh, that you don't come back and, from. And you had yours in a, you had, your tumor was growing in a, in a quite a fortunate spot. Apparently, yeah. I, I got, I, it's like I won, if, if you're going to have cancer, it's like I won the cancer lottery. <laughs> nice. Uh, guys, well, see- this is the thing. Uh, most cancer moves around your body. Uh, so if you get it somewhere, it will eventually move and infect other areas mm. because that's, right. cancer has a, a habitual thing where it grows. Uh, it's just what the cell does. But if it's in your brain, it can't get out. Because you, it can't break uh, the blood-brain barrier. So oh, it just wow. if it starts in your brain, it'll never move. But if it starts somewhere else, it can move to your brain. Mm. So I got a little bit lucky uh, that way. And also the location, like you said, was apparently yeah. also quite fortunate. It made it so that they could remove it. Uh, because a lot of folks who get diagnosed with brain tumors have them in places where they're inoperable. So you found out quite recently mm-hmm. that you you had uh, brain, should should I be saying brain cancer or a brain tumor? What what do you prefer? Uh, 
the well, the brain cancer is a result of the brain tumor, so it really doesn't. Really, so it's been it's sort of like that question that, that I asked my doctor. It's been recent that you found out that you had some shit going on in your head. Well, yeah, it, it, what what I find particularly interesting is that I actually went to the hospital five months before I found out mm. that I had it, and they told me to go home. Yeah, which was an interesting experience. So tell us about that. I want to know, like, I want to know the story leading up to the moments of where you actually found out. Oh fuck! I've got <laughs> what? I've got, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, well, in uh, March of 2013, I got contracted to be the musical director of a show in the Yukon in Dawson City, which is like uh, this little beautiful town that's six hours north of Whitehorse. I hear it's paradise. It's, uh, it's summer yeah. camp for grownups. Yeah. You drink too much. Yeah. You do too many drugs. <laughs> you eat way too much food. Yeah. Uh, and you play, uh, well, in my case, piano in a casino, which was great. But With, like, beautiful burlesque dancers, right? You are correct, yeah. sir. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Great, great, great Cha-ching. gig. Uh, but as I was leading up to it and writing and arranging a lot of the music, I started to get these really bad headaches. And I chalked them up to being in front of a computer or a keyboard. Or uh, the drum. Drugs and alcohol. Well, this was before. This is before I went to Dawson. I, this was before I went. Out. Okay, but uh, it was. Because, they, it was. Were, go ahead. So were they like just like like front of the head kind of headaches? No, like, they were like head, really localized behind my right ear, and I had no idea why because I don't oh, wow. typically get headaches. And yeah. then I started to basically like lose nights of work, and my vision started to like double over, and I was I didn't know what was going on. But the vision thing wasn't really prevalent; it was just happening like. 20 minute bursts every now and again you wear glasses and i wear i wear glasses i'm staring at a computer screen i'm staring at a piano that's like basically all i'm doing for 12 hours Mm -hmm. a day so i just literally chalked it up to that and kept moving until it got further and further and the girl i was dating at the time just before i left for the yukon said you really should go to the hospital and get this checked out so i did uh and the emerge doctor was like oh okay well who's your family doctor and I was like, I don't have one. And he said, that's the kind of stuff, like headaches is the kind of stuff you usually take to your family doctor. Yeah. Just go take some extra strength ibuprofen oh, until it wow. goes away. Man. And I was like, cool. All right. I mean, I leave for the Yukon in three days. So. How often does that happen? Like, I mean, you uh, know. Uh, so often, I but, but, Brian does. We can yeah. go on a real tangent about how much doctors seem to not give a shit when you go see them. But yeah, but, but you know, look, doctors are doing a look, oh, look, dude, look, look, dude, look, 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 look. The, the reason the I'm alive people, right now is yeah, because of doctors. Exactly. Like, exactly. The, the exactly. amount of people that go in to see a doctor that l- really shouldn't be going to see a doctor is probably the reason that's why the reason. Totally. that that sucks. Like emergency room doctors, doctors, doctors. I love doctors. Great. I love them. Great. Great. So I'm glad we got system. that off our chest. Anybody uh, who you can trust to stick a finger in your butt. Your so oh so uh I I talked to my mom about it and she's like yeah don't do that you should definitely go see a pharmacist about this ibuprofen thing because they're gonna tell you that that's a bad idea so I go to the pharmacist and they say yeah we can't tell you to not follow a doctor's orders but maybe don't do that because right. ibuprofen causes uh, stomach failure yeah. and kidney failure but, or, but, or like something liver, like it's really it, hard it, it can liver. really fuck up your system if you take it too much of it for a long enough time. So I just went to the I think, I think Actually, I think that's Tylenol. Uh, liver as well. Oh, is it? When we were in Peru, I told a nurse on our trip that I had biked to New Brunswick, and to get my legs to fe- not feel not like they would explode, I took six ibuprofen, and she was like, 
I can't believe that you didn't have to go to a hospital and get like. There we go. Okay, so this is another <laughs> thing. If you're listening to this podcast, don't ever take ibuprofen ever. This is great. <laughs> I mean, we are changing the world right now. This is great. All right, don't continue. go to the doctor. Yeah, don't don't take the, ibuprofen. Exactly, yeah. like, just, don't take our advice just, either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that's another thing you shouldn't take. Yeah. Die in nature's course. This, this uh, is not an an advice show. Absolutely not. <laughs> it might morph into that though. Who knows? So yeah, anyway, I went up to the Yukon. Uh, did the contract was. Still like getting these crazy headaches and they just got worse and worse and the vision problem got like even like pronouncedly worse to the point i don't even know if pronouncedly is a word sounded but, good yeah right it I sounds believe, like i believed it i'm still it with sounds you. fancy yeah. so it got to the point where i was seeing two of everything pretty much all the time so that was scary and you know i was you know vomiting and from the headaches and it was a bad scene and i still had to play three shows three uh, shows a oh, night man. five nights a week uh so when I got home, the very first thing I did was make a few appointments. Uh, I went to see my optometrist because I had a worry that it was something to do with my glasses that was causing all of this. And they were like, nope, it's not that. Uh, but if you can come back tomorrow, we're going to do a bunch of tests. So I went back the next day. Uh, and that was like September 26th or 7th of mm. 2013. And that started the ball rolling. They told me to go home and take the weekend off because what I learned in that moment was... Uh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. And I learned after the fact that he, that my optometrist saw it, but can't tell me. Like mm. it's, that's not within his uh, jurisdiction, jurisdiction, I yeah. guess. Or, I don't know, I I don't know if there's a medical word for jurisdiction, but uh, let's Boundaries, just go with, yeah, outside of his yeah, outside, Yeah, outside of his, uh, I don't want to say pay grade, but. <laughs> uh, if you give me 50 bucks, I'll tell you what you got. Yeah, I'll give you, uh, you know, you got, you got a cool little red bill in your pocket? No, uh, then he sent me into the hospital to see an ophthalmologist, uh, and then she. The fuck is that? It's, it's like, my, my understanding of the ophthalmologist was, I called her a fancy eye doctor. Optho? Optha. Optho. Optho. I thought it was a Yeah, probably. Yeah. Something to do with the eyes. And Google it. And Google it right now. Uh, yeah, so then I went to the emergency room. Uh, and then they, they literally have these back rooms, you know, when you talk about like getting brought into the back room oh, to get God. the news broken. Fuck. So I got brought into the back room and at that point, you know, I'm not freaking out because I've been living with it for, you know, six months. So I just really wanted to know what was going on and why I was getting bounced around. Yeah. Uh, and then the man who, just to, sorry, just to interrupt there, do you think that it could be something serious at all at this point? Or are you just kind of thinking I, that yeah, it's probably like just it was something there, that I can at, handle, you know, at like, this point was cancer a word in like a word that was floating around in your mind? at all no wow what were you thinking like did you have any ideas of what it might be uh in, again not really um right. the the one thing is what i the one saving grace is that when i was at the optometrist he diagnosed me with something called papilledema which is something he could tell me about which was uh pressure on the optic nerve from an unknown source which was causing my vision to double over and he just can't say that the unknown source is, is most a likely a tumor, tumor. Yeah. <laughs> now was there but so then like when you heard that were you like uh, oh, oh, an he, unknown source. He left the room, and I jumped on my phone. Yeah, and that's course. the problem with having yeah. no, Google course, in your pocket. Course, because yeah. uh, I, I looked it up, and I read the list of possible causes, and at the very bottom, it was like, it said brain tumor. But even then, I was like, bah. At the very bottom, yeah. at the very bottom it was it like, can't probably that. not, but it could it be could brain be tumor, but definitely thing. probably not. <laughs> so, good luck. So, bon chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I didn't think it was that, and I still didn't know. 
Uh, and just before the gentleman told me that this, the, the catalytic moment where I, I knew that something was really wrong was just before the man, uh, the gentleman, the doctor, the man, the gentleman, the doctor. The man in the white coat. It's a co- film coming title. this fall, right? <laughs> the man, the gentleman, and the doctor. Uh, the twist is they're all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> From M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, uh, is that a nurse came in to take a blood sample to run a, a test and she walked into the room and stopped. And then I turned and it was my friend Hannah. Oh, fuck. And she locked eyes with me and went, oh. Um, and then she just, she was like, I'm going to go get another nurse. And then she turned around no. and walked out. And I was like, fuck okay what's going Something's on like up. i need to know yeah. what's going on now. on that this- website that you're on at the bottom where it said possibly but probably not brain tumor did it say if, if the nurse friend- comes in <laughs> and then walks out then it might actually be this you're you fucked know? yeah yeah if if you turn around and it's your friend and she can't deal with it you're probably sick now, have you talked to her since that moment? Yeah, she. I actually talked to her while I was in the hospital both times when I got admitted to for the diagnosis and then admitted for the surgery. Was there any part of her that was like, uh, the, did she recognize like how, uh, like the gravity of that situation? Like, I'm sure you'll never forget that moment seeing your friend and be and and watching her like stone cold turn around and walk away. <laughs> was she? Was she like, I'm sorry that that happened? Or she? Well, yeah, she she. It was really adorable. She came up to the room the next day to make sure I was okay. She brought me like oh. uh, this little like Starbucks refresher drink, oh. and I was like, "This is pretty that's, adorable." Yeah, like, I, pretty I, I I like that you're. She's she's awesome. Yeah, uh, great. But yeah, the 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 doctor came in and uh, he said the ophthalmologist had a theory that uh, your headaches and double vision were being caused by something uh, inside your brain pressing down on the optic nerve, and she was right. Oh God! And you have a brain tumor. This is what the nurse. The this, nurse. No, this is what uh, the, doctor, the doctor, the emerge doctor. doctor, came in, and this is the only time I ever saw him uh, through the whole process. It was just hello. What? You have brain cancer. Hi, you have a brain. It Goodbye. wasn't. This is the thing, though. It wasn't. They can't tell if it's cancerous until it's out. Whoa. Holy shit! So really? yeah, they have no idea. There's no like, there's no like CAT scan or something where they go, yeah. that's a cancerous tumor right he, there. What I learned was oh biopsies. That's what biopsies. That's what are. the biopsy and they was. Can't biopsy. Oh, okay. They can't. Sorry. Yeah, they can't. Uh, they can biopsy stuff in the rest of your body, but when it comes to your brain, they do they straight up got to take that. Well, they do the out. MRI and they look at the tumor itself because apparently there's a lot of characteristics of the tumor that you can see in the scan mm-hmm. uh, that lets them know whether or not it's uh, malignant or benign. And I often confused those two in the hospital because yeah. I always confuse what malignant mm-hmm. and benign is. Uh, to, for anyone who doesn't know out there, malignant means cancer, benign means not. Uh, I always confuse the yeah, two. Right? Yeah, right? So can you say that again? Malignant is cancerous, benign is not. Benign, not yeah, cancer. Correct. Can Sweet. something that's benign become malignant? Absolutely. Apparently that's what mine did. Uh, mm. Or, or at uh, least that was my understanding after the fact. Because well, you that, had it for so long. Because I had it for a long time. Um, is that it grew into the grade three anaplastic esterostoma. Uh, so that night, September 30th, that was the night that I found out that I had it. Uh, October 7th, I had it taken out. And October 15th, uh, I got the results of the biopsy and found out that I had brain cancer. Wow. And and just on the malignant and benign yeah. again, but a, a tumor that is benign and stays benign there are parts of your head where they just can't go in and get it. So if it's benign and it's growing, it can still kill you. 
it can still fuck up your day for sure. Yeah. Uh, I went to a couple support group meetings when I first got diagnosed uh, and met some people who had benign brain tumors in inoperable places. Mm-hmm. And it was still uh, causing a lot of difficulty in uh, in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um if it's anywhere near the brainstem, they tend not to mess with it because there's so much, uh, it's so fragile mm-hmm. in that region. Like anywhere beyond, like in the back of the head area. Yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure like the other places where they can't get at them, but I knew that this woman had uh, like a, I want to say like almost like a baseball sized tumor. Wow. Uh, that they, Man, isn't that crazy to think about? Right? Like, I'm looking at your head, and your head, you got a big head, Matt. I do. And your it's head literally is probably like, like the enormous. size of like one, two, three, four, like maybe six, seven baseballs. Right. One baseball sized tumor inside of a one head that's made out of like seven baseballs. Extra baseball. That's one seventh the size of your head. Right. <laughs> and and yours was yours was on the top. Front left, left, yeah, front left lobe. Yeah, so uh, the way I'm sitting right now, I'm looking. You're at looking the, pretty I'm much looking right at the profile. side. I can yeah. see the scar. Yeah. It starts around your ear, yep. the top of your ear. Yeah, and it looks like it goes up the side of your like temple, up into your hair. It does. It goes all the way around my head, and then sort of uh, stops. like headphones. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's what like was really line. dope is that when I got the surgery. Uh, I had a full head of hair, and they only shave the surgery part, so I had this dope, like, bald headband across the top. Do you have any pictures of that? Oh, of course I do. Oh, yeah, sweet. yeah, yeah. I took pictures the whole way through. Uh, like, yeah, I uh, documented it entirely. Nice. I'll, so show they, I'll show them to you sometime. What do they do, like peel back? Basically, yeah. It, we're going we're to park let's the, go we're gonna park the yeah, kimono let's, here. Let's, let's go get there. real about it. Yeah, get graphic. Uh, so... <laughs> That's a Taylor Taylor original right there. (laughs) After they go through the list of uh, possible side effects, which were horrifying. uh, (laughs) Signing that waiver, eh? Like, yeah, that's fucked. uh, I mean, I've, I've had, I've had like five surgeries, none of them being major surgeries, right? but uh, they're all, they've all been like anesthetized. Is that a term? Yeah. Anesthetized surgeries. Like, so I'm out. And even just signing that waiver, like of them going, okay, just so you're aware, you may never wake up. Right. Sign this piece of paper. I can't even fucking imagine reading the paper that they're like, okay, we're going to cut your head open and open your skull. Sign this piece of paper so that. So that if you die. If you die, it's, you know. That's heavy. Well. That's crazy. I lucked out uh, and had the chief neurosurgeon uh, at the hospital. Uh, here in Halifax, who w- took my case on. So he was awesome. He's an incredible oh, man. Great. He's like literally saved my life, reason I'm alive today. Dr. David Clark, thank you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Whoop, whoop. And the twist is the same person. <laughs> oh, that's right. The gentleman, scholar, <laughs> same, and the doctor. Same guy. Uh, <laughs> same guy from before. See, uh, it's a sequel. Uh, so after he ran through the list, which was uh, things weird things like your, your personality will change and you won't know. Yeah, I want to talk about that after. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, come back we'll to, to that. We'll come back to that. But uh, and, and a list of other things. And the, 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 the one that was the most worrisome was death. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But what, they, what they do is uh, they made the incision uh, across the top of my head, peeled my face down. Face off. Fa- like in face and off. I want to take his face off. Nicolas Cage was right. there. So they Nick Caged me. Uh, and, then, and then they basically, my understanding, I was asleep, uh, is that they punched out a triangle, like 
triangular shape around the the site of the tumor in my skull with a saw i guess i don't or actually know a how laser they, maybe a laser i have no idea but what if the laser touches the brain well it's a laser saw so there we go. with this laser saw <laughs> they, 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 it was go. a lightsaber let's it was, just yeah let's anyway. just call a spade a spade <laughs> continue uh, which oh i can't say that that's actually not a good thing to say it's super racist but uh, a spade a spade yeah 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 well, because back right, in, this podcast just changed. Right. What's uh, why? Oh, because back <laughs> in the day, that was the pejorative term for a uh, black person. A spade? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. At so all. it's like, don't call them by their name. You call the spade a spade. Look, don't bring race into this podcast, I Matt. I tried not to. All right, right. I said right. it by accident. Be cool. So it was a lightsaber. It was a lightsaber. Like <laughs> let's let's call it what it was. All right. <laughs> so they they punch out this triangle in my skull, and uh, apparently, I don't know how they got it out. I mean, it was pretty big. It was like roughly my understanding was that it was a little bit bigger than a hockey puck. But they didn't, they didn't dock it. Like they don't take a picture of it or anything like that. They like, prob- I, I assume. Uh, I just never saw it. Do, yeah. Crazy thing. Uh, I asked if I could have it. They said no. Yeah. I asked well, if- that's weird. They probably though, do research that's, on it. That's you. That's, they probably that's research you. it. I grew it. Yeah. It's, like, it's your back, baby. Give me back my child. <laughs> I, uh, little side story. I, I met a girl who had um, liver cancer and it was like quite serious. Uh, she had a tumor on her liver the size of a basketball. And before she went into surgery, yeah, they had to remove 75, 73% of her liver. And before she went into surgery, she went to one of the nurses and gave her her cell phone and was like, listen, I need you to take a picture of this thing when they pull it out of me. And the nurse was like, okay. And she took a fucking picture of someone holding with two hands, separate, like hands apart, holding the gigantic liver tumor. And... And so she she had this photo on her phone when I was talking to her, and I was like, "Can I, can I see it?" And Please. she was like, "Fuck yeah!" Obviously, that's why I took got them to take it. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So I was I just was wondering if you like if if you were like in the mindset of going, you know, what, I'm gonna want to see this thing. Uh, I, 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 can it, you it, take it in sepia? <laughs> <laughs> can you make my tumor look like it's from the old west? <laughs> Uh, no, I think my mindset mostly at the time was, oh God, oh God, don't die, don't die. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, but <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Like, yeah, that's In exactly where you're at. Uh, no, my, actually, my mindset was entirely uh, at that moment, just before the surgery. I think I told you about this, Jared, where, where I, they said, they asked me if I had my underwear on. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. I went. Oh, yeah. In. Yeah. Uh, please. <laughs> and the, I was like, yeah of course i do what do you like i just have johnny shirt and this underwear on and she's like okay so the surgery is probably going to go longer than two hours and when the surgery goes longer than two or three hours what they do is they put a uh uh and she kind of stuttered just like that i'm not losing a word uh catheter in and i was like okay all right so i go i take take my underwear off and woke up with a tube in my dick and always good right and, and could it, you feel it? Of course you could. What are oh, you talking about? There's a tube in your dick. Well, but like you wake up and it's been in there for probably a couple hours. Maybe you're just like, oh, I didn't it's even right. notice. And then you look down and go, what the fuck? Oh, man. It's weirder the first time oh that you urinate. Yeah, because you, you're not pushing or anything. No, like, it, just it just comes out. It happens. Yeah. Do you feel the like the feeling of the urination happening? Like that sensation? You feel something, but it's, it's, so it's unique. just this weird... There's a tube I, in my penis I w- feeling. I honestly, like, if I go in for surgery again any other day, 
I am d- directly requesting just diapers. <laughs> Please give me diapers and change them every four hours. Do you guys all have that feeling when another guy tells you like, "Oh, this happened to my dick," or Your this, dick or I got, or hurt. I got, or I got kicked in the nuts really hard, and you kind of like feel yeah. that like yeah, weirdness, yeah. phantom pain in your dick, and you're like, "Oh God." My, my ure- I, I can feel my urethra kind of like quenching. sting. Yeah, when you say that, <laughs> going, I'm sure everyone who's listening to is going like, "Oh, oh God!" No. Wait, what my, was that? No, especially that? if they have herpes. My my thing, my takeaway from that was that uh, up until that point, I had like a real finite control on the number of people who had touched my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like I, it's like I had a list, and now there was this fucking unknown presence. On that list. Like, I never met the person who did it. You'll never add their name. Well, and I just, I wish, I hope, like, in my heart of hearts, that it was some new guy who, like, did it wrong. He's like, whoa, I can't, what am I doing? And it was kind of like a comedy sketch. Well, because the tube is long. Like, the tube, it, it, had, it like, goes no, straight uh, to your bladder, yeah, does And then it, not? it comes out and around, like, down to a bag at the end of the yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's no small, oh right? It actually, you look like you're having the worst time with me this hurt. Like, it's actually hurting my penis. I know, I feel so weird. Oh, okay. Did. All right. That was great. So yeah, then they uh, <laughs> then they they put the triangle back in my skull. They just put you a, back a together. Bone triangle. Does it just so feel like a broken yeah, bone? Does? Yeah. Do they glue it? Like what's I, the... I don't. Uh, th- some sort of adhesive. I don't okay. have any screws or plates up there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It would look pretty wild if you did. Just like, just like fra- bolts, Frankenstein, pushing out of your skin. Uh, no. Then they basically you know, put your face back on. Yeah. Again, like in Face Off, uh, of course, uh, and then such an underrated movie, such an underrated <laughs> of film, of course. one of Nick Cage's best, up yeah. there with The Rock, uh, and then they sew it back up, and that's that. Well, you know what? Like looking at the scar from here, it looks pretty, pretty rad. It's not like Thanks, a, bud. it's not a scar that's. I mean, it's noticeable. So you have a, you have a very like Mad Men esque haircut. You're, you've got like a high fade, very short on the sides. It's true. It's so it's prominent. Like I can see that scar. And I know, like it's 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 in the open, but it's it's got like awesome character. Like it looks kind of like stylish. In a way. So, like, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. It's, it looks like you yeah. got those cuts put in there. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You're, yeah, exactly. You're fa- you're like fade line. Like Did, the three lines that you get on the yeah yeah the train tracks uh, right, but the wrong direction right. Uh, just, my, that's, that's my I'm, I'm it's circumnavigating. That's yeah, the new exactly. style. Yeah. Just get a line <laughs> all the way around the, the top of your head. Do you have? Do you get people staring at it? Uh, I did it first. Um, I most people stared when uh, I started doing radiation and lost all my hair. Hmm. Uh, that's when you could basically just see the whole thing. And a lot of people were staring. Like I couldn't put a hat over it for a really long time. So whenever I went out in public. Uh, in the very early goings uh, post-surgery, and you could really see it, and the stitches were still healing up, I got a lot of stares. Nobody outwardly asked me about it, uh, which I get i guess yeah uh, but i almost that's wished, why we're doing this podcast i almost wished they would yeah i really wished they would yeah because i have talking about it and I don't, i'm sure you might have experienced this as well jeremy talking about it uh normalizes it and makes you yeah, feel yeah. like you're not a some subject s- or... yeah like some sort of test subject and, and that you're not uh an experiment or that you're not uh I guess what's the word I'm looking for? You're not there to be stared at. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a like a circus animal. Yeah, that right? you're not a fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost by by or as addressing it, they kind of you know address it, say hey it's there, and then forget about it, 
and rather than just burying burying that down and seeing it and, and constantly of, catching con- themselves yeah. looking at it, you know, yeah. Yeah. once you talk about it, you forget about it. Totally right, and I think it's also, um, I think that there is a certain element of it, which is if they ask about it, then they have to deal yeah. with how they feel about it. I, I'm glad you brought and that up, and it's less about me and what has happened to me, and more about how they're going to get through asking me yeah. what my scar yeah. is. I can, I can actually sit here and remember how I brought it up, and it's something that I'll never forget. And one of the reasons I'll never forget this is because it's one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast. Okay. I had no idea. So me and you go back a, a bit of time. Yeah. But we, we, we aren't like, we don't hang out outside of the times that we've like spent together through whether it was work or whatever in the past. We so, went to a push a tea show. Yeah. So I <laughs> called you up. I was going, going to push a tea. Yeah. That makes you and I asked, I was like, yeah, Yo, you want to go see a rap show? And Fuck you were yeah. like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we met up and, uh, I see Matt at the push a tea show. He comes over, we're chatting. Matt's wearing a hat. And was it I the marquee? See, it was at the marquee. I remember you telling me. I remember you telling me. That I told you you, you met that, him, exactly. or that you yeah. were hanging out with him, and that you knew this. So, it was a dope show. By it was, the way, yeah, it was yeah. a sick show. Pusha T it. killed it. He nailed it. Played a clips track. It was great. Yeah, it was wicked. <laughs> what up? Uh, you were wearing a hat, yeah. and I noticed on uh, like on on the hat under the hat that your head was shaved. Yeah, and I, ever since I've known you, you've had a fair amount of hair like yeah. you're you've got you you're like a you're a hair guy yeah. right I so like, i was I like, like my hair yeah you do and i was like oh shit matt did you shave your head and you you looked at me and like sat me down and and went uh yes i did and you pulled your hat off and there was this massive like fresh looking so when yeah. when was that in terms of the surgery uh the push a t show was what in like february yeah yeah so uh i had had two the surgery like yeah like 3 months 3 months 4 months beforehand so fresh like fresh fresh scar yeah and you were like yeah i shaved my head uh i have brain cancer <laughs> i had brain cancer and it was that moment for me and I and I I hate to say this because I I'm I'm someone who never wants this to happen when it hap- when when I'm it's directed at me. When you said that, I didn't know what to do. I I, I reacted the way that I hope that no one reacts. I, I reacted the way that I hope this podcast changes the way people react because I was like, and oh fuck. That's one of the reasons that I think this podcast is so important, and one of the reasons that I was super stoked to be on it is because. Most people react that way. Exactly. Most people react with, oh shit, oh shit, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Yeah. Is it my job to make him feel better? Is it, yeah. like, how, how would I feel if that happened? But I, I think like, that they just, reg- they just yeah. regress within themselves and, yeah. and freak out. So, how should you react? Like, how, what is, what just, is, the well, way to react? you know what? <laughs> I, it didn't, it, it was only for a moment that I reacted like that. And yeah. then, and then it went into me going, well, f- shit dude like that's crazy let's talk about that and we started talking about it and then i started you know that led into conversations about a cancer camp that i yeah that I help run yeah, and yeah we were just talking we just shot the shit okay and, but, and, and but that, you that's relate. the reaction and that whole, the whole situation. i can relate yeah and that's the tricky part but I, is that but you, I can, not to that though so somebody, i can relate yeah, to being sick but right. i can't relate to to that like that's that's way heavier than at least in from my point of view what matt what you've dealt with is way heavier than what I've dealt with because I've lived with it my entire life and it's something that I have to manage and and whatever. Like, I live with it daily. You were just... You had this nuke dropped on you literally. Like, like literally. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's fucking crazy. But does does CF 
take brain cancer in the disease battle or does brain cancer take this CF? is a good question uh what do you think would win in a fight brain what's cancer the more, or what's the more badass disease yeah are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice it's time to dig deeper and listen to america dissected from crooked media the podcast that's cutting into the science culture and policy that shapes our health from doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. We, we just, just so you know, we, we did this question with... Well, Matt, my, my theory is that if brain one. cancer doesn't take you in the first round, cystic fibrosis will tire you out. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I was thinking about like brain cancer comes in, you know, like brute and just tries to knock you down, knock you out right out the gate. And if if it doesn't take you out, CF will get you in like the twelfth round. Yeah, I was like Pacquiao versus uh, what's his name Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah, I was thinking of it more like a track and field or like a like cystic fibrosis is the marathon and. And brain cancer (laughs) is like the fucking hundred meter sprint. Yeah, right. Um, I was thinking about just the situation of how you react when you hear that situ- when you hear that news from somebody and taking into consideration your setting what's going on around you when you hear that news like you guys are at a push a t show <laughs> you guys you, you know you're out going out to have a good time just like your surroundings where you hear that news says to me that you're out there like you're 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 trying at least if if you're not positive in your head you're trying to be positive because you're trying to go out and have a good time it's not like you're wallowing in self-pity all yeah day i'm long. curious did that well, that moment do you remember that, that moment oh, yeah. like oh, did that yeah. moment yeah, 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 affect yeah. your, it's your time at the concert no uh if anything it, it affected it for the good because yeah. that push a t show uh it's funny that you bring it up was one of the first things that i went out and did uh after everything had happened yeah. because oh wow well you can only do like I, i'd gone out and done like the other odd thing here and there but it was the first time that i was trying to basically get back into my old routine was through february and march of uh, 2014 tell me, tell me about that what, what was the recovery process of the surgery I, I sorry just, can I, I just can i just yeah, yeah. rewind that because we were talking about push a t in february but that's that's obviously after he's starting to recover so back in september before you go to see the doctor first, then you go in October to have the, the tumor removed? Yeah, to, uh, October 7th, I had the tumor removed. Um, and then how quickly after do they start chemo? Uh, it's a bit of a wait. Uh, not, not not crazy. Like, I got the, the diagnosis for the brain cancer on October 15th, and then I started chemotherapy on November 12th. Uh, November 12th was my first day of both. It was my first chemo and my first radiation. How fun was that? Oh, it was the best. Right? What's, What's the difference? difference? Yeah. Uh, chemotherapy is a drug. Poison. Poison. It's legit. Poison? It's poison if you don't have cancer. This is the thing that's weird. If you have cancer, oh, it'll that's... help. If you don't have cancer, it's poison to you. So yeah, definitely. The, the chemo chemo makes your chemo... whole body poison, basically. Oh, yeah. It, you're, yeah. Everything becomes poisonous. <laughs> what like types everything. of things? Like, like everything. <laughs> like literally everything uh there they give you a lot of uh you had to go to like a 
chemotherapy and you training session in oh, the hospital. Like a little orientation? <laughs> yeah, you had to go play sit. a video? Yeah, you watch the fucking slideshow. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with like... Uh, who are the actors that got to be in that? Uh, it, Who are they? <laughs> it wasn't. It was more like a, just like an informational like PowerPoint. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> but it was things like uh, don't don't bleed on people. Oh yeah. Well, you know, just probably not just do that right in across general, the top. But yeah. No, it was like well, you know, watch your 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 watch your body fluids was basically. So they they talked a lot about abstaining from uh, any sort of sexual encounter. Your it might, cu- like your your cum is poison. Your cum is poison. <laughs> yeah. That's what you it's are like. shooting. Don't, point point one. <laughs> don't bleed on anyone. Point two. Your cum is poison. <laughs> and it says cum. It doesn't don't, say ejaculate. Don't come on anyone. <laughs> so you're like the Spider-Man. I'm imagining yeah. it. I'm oh, imagining your cum as like poisonous. It would be literally the the mildest. Like <laughs> it, it's more precautionary than anything. But of course, you work it up in your head. You're like, yeah. You're like, oh my god. If I, I my splooge could kill someone. Am I a superhero? I'm imagining yeah. it burning a hole. <laughs> through the floor <laughs> it just comes out green burns a hole you're like you're rubbing one out on, and you're rubbing one out on a, on a towel and it just burns a hole through the towel Dude, you're like, oh, maybe, it's on fire all of a sudden you're like, maybe, oh shit maybe that's what Drano is <laughs> Drano's just cancer patients come uh, uh, that well that's crazy anything else uh so I guess so you could you were you were like uh, you're not allowed to have sex. Uh, yeah, and and uh, I was seeing someone uh, off and on at the time, which was also kind of interesting to be like, hey, what's up? I have this thing. Okay, so but I still don't understand the uh, the difference between chemo and radiation. Uh, chemo is a drug that combats the the cancer. It's usually the cancer cells, more specifically, is my understanding. And how it, do you take it into you? It's in? usually intravenous, but okay. with brain cancer, again, to go back to the blood brain barrier, uh, intravenous chemo doesn't do anything for brain cancer. So you have to take it via uh, pill. So I didn't know this. Chemo, you were taking chemo by pill. Yeah, I was taking chemo by pill. Are they big? Chemo by like seven pills, but still. Uh, Like a handful of pills. Yeah, like a handful of pills every uh, every morning. And uh, that's a lot easier though. That you kind of had, you kind of got the the better the better end of that. I got to do it at home. Yeah, because a lot of people that I've talked to who've done like the intravenous chemo, you gotta like sit in this chair with like like a a room full of other people getting chemo. Like that just sounds really yeah. It sounds like a a big downer. uh, There's a whole ward at the hospital for it. Uh, I managed to never have to go near it, which was awesome. But you does does the pill do the pills change the uh, like the side effects? Like, did you find yourself getting sick and like not being able to eat or like you those types of things? Uh, when you wake up, you take an anti nauseant because yeah. with chemo, it's, it's nausea is the yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to wait an hour. Uh, you have to wait a half hour, then take the chemo. Then you have to wait an hour before you can eat anything. Okay. Uh, so it's just to make sure that your stomach is, you know, kind of flush anything, while it's doing any, it. Any other like weird shit that you found happen with the chemo? It makes you really, really tired, yeah. and sleeping doesn't do anything. Right. Which was a huge <laughs> bummer. The only so, like, thing that usually cures you're exhausted, fatigue. right? You're exhausted, and you go to sleep. You take a nap, and then you wake up, and mm. you are more tired than when you went to sleep. Mm. And that sucked. Were you smoking a lot of weed? <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mom. I don't know if you're going to listen to this or not. I'm probably not going to tell you when it comes out. But uh, yeah, it, it, and that's if you're going to like uh, people out there. Take if advantage. You, yeah, fuck yeah, man. If you got cancer, then that's a good time to do it. it, it it's Smoke them me- if you got them. Medically proven to inhibit cancer cell growth. Yeah. So, did like, it make you feel better? Yeah, is it, is it primarily it for the nausea? Uh, it's 
I used it primarily so I could forget that I had all <laughs> you had brain bull, cancer because I on. use it for nausea. Whenever I, if I get sick, I, I like I'll I'll smoke hash just to get rid of nausea for like a, a couple of days. It totally works uh, for nausea, uh, but that's what they gave me. Like they pumped me full of ananasians anyway. Yeah. Um, so what is it? What is it like mentally knowing that you're you're ingesting this pill every day? That is is ultimately going to make you feel better, but at the same time is making you feel shitty. <laughs> Uh, it, you really get into like a means to an end situation where you just accept that I, I, the joke that I would make, and it wasn't even really a joke was that having cancer was my full-time job. Right. Like, I had to leave my job. I had to quit a bunch of contracts cause I typically work as a, uh, piano player. So I had to leave the, the theater that I was working at, uh, and basically take these pills every day because you can't really do anything other than uh, take the pills and go to your radiation appointments. And right now there's someone listening at home screaming, just tell us the difference between chemo and radiation. Just yeah. <laughs> answer Brian's question. <laughs> for the love of God. But it's so good. I didn't even realize. Didn't <laughs> at least you so, get, yeah, at least you're paying attention. So chemo pills every day, then radiation, radiation is- five times a week. Uh, and you had to go to the hospital to get that. And, is it, do they shoot What's it the at process? a gun? Wait, that's a, it, sounds fun. It sounds interesting. I, it's like a dope Star Trek machine. Yeah. That you know, yeah. <laughs> like literally looks like something out of science fiction. It's, and they're just shooting at like a beam? Yeah, right? it's just a really... Fu- I called it uh, brain lasers whenever I was going yeah. for radiation. Because you got to make it fun, right? So I was like, yeah, you got to go get my brain lasers. Get my brain lasers on. It's not lasers, I learned, because my father is an engineer. So he's like, you have stop to... Stop saying stop, that, you Stop idiot. calling them brain lasers. <laughs> <laughs> it's radiation. Uh, so he's asking questions of the doctors in uh, like my radiation on oncologist he's asking him questions about the type of radiation and i'm saying when does this matter Ooh. but anyway he 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 wanted to know uh, he, he had a better idea of what was going on than i did at that mm-hmm. point yeah so obviously mortality is something that you you need to kind of face and stand up against and and you're kind of thinking at this point like this is the end or are you optimistic uh i was entirely optimistic um did they give you any kind of like hey th- these are these are the these are the chances of of mortality no they don't talk about that at all no which is actually pretty great oh. and i kind of prefer that yeah because okay. uh, once you're through like once you're down the rabbit hole and you've had the surgery and they've told you you have cancer but they, they they've also been, they're also telling me things like uh, the type of tumor that it was, this anaplastic astrocytoma, like bodes well for you. You say that so fast. It's I, yeah, right. <laughs> you you learn, uh, and then uh, like my age and my general health, because I'm a generally healthy person. <laughs> I heard genital health, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck my does that genital, have to do with it?" My what genital my health. You are clear of herpes. Cancer. This is great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't have herpes. So Check. Catheter's Check. going in. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, the location, like the fact that it was on the front and the fact that it was like such a good, they call, it's a resection is the name of a successful brain tumor removal. Oh, cool. They call it the resection. And I had a full resection, which was apparently pretty great. Sounds like a Christopher Nolan film. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the full resection. The resection. Oh, the resection. I like that. Start- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Bum>. <laughs> But it's just a guy off screen making that sound. Yeah. We had hundred dollars uh, to make this movie. Um, so so yeah, I, I, I it was interesting because they don't talk about the mortality rate. Uh, you I I had already read on the internet that like ninety two percent of people who have uh, this tumor 
are, are dead in a year. So I'm already fighting. You're doing good, and it right? must be it must be crazy that you're getting that you you have to go through chemo and radiation, and because of the chemo and radiation, you can't go to work. You're at home. You've right. got almost it's all quotations downtime, uh, and you've got all that time to just and you can't jerk off because it's poison oh god <laughs> and it'll burn a hole in your stomach right. and it goes yeah. on your and you it, it always that. gets on your belly button and you just don't right. want so it. That's you've got all that idea. time to contemplate like did, was that a thing where you kind of found yourself just overthinking things at any point when you've, you're in your house all day long oh and shit yeah man yeah. yeah for real um I I the, the thing is when when it all started to go down, I realized pretty quickly that the only thing you can control at any point uh, in your life is how you react to the situation that you're in. It's all your attitude. You can't, uh, I never got to the like, why me? Or like, this is unfair or like, why God, why? But that's a whole other conversation. Um, it was just, I, I didn't do this to myself. I didn't cause this and it was going to happen no matter what. So I might as well just be as optimistic as I possibly can. Follow my doctor's orders. Do what they tell me to Fuck do. Yeah. Don't get up in their grill if I think that they, if even I had any inkling that they're wrong. You can make me wait for fucking hours at the hospital. I don't care. Mm. I just need to go through this and do this the best that I can to give myself the best shot of surviving on the other end. Uh, and I don't even really like the word surviving because it insinuates that I... I'm not normal. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if normal's the right word for it, but they use the term cancer survivor a lot. And I was like, I'm just a cancer haver. Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> like, I just <laughs> like, have the disease. Like yeah. how we were talking about, it's like, you know, I, when you, when you interact with somebody and you tell them that that's something that you had to go through, that you don't, you don't want that to then just define you as soon as you bring that up. Like no, it's not you, you're someone that happened to you. You had that, you had to deal with it, but it's not, who you are. No, and if someone wants to talk to me about it and if someone's genuinely interested, I will totally give you the full rundown. Like I will tell you the story. I will tell you like what I went through and you know what I'm still going through now. Uh but otherwise I don't really talk about it. Yeah. And what are you still going through now? Uh it's mostly honestly it's a lot of uh emotional fallout. Mm. Is the t is the tough part now is sort of uh getting back to cuz when you first get sick, basically your state of normal ceases to exist. Like yeah. nothing is normal. You have no baseline for anything. You have no idea how you're supposed to be feeling. You have no idea whether or not things are going well because you can only go on what other people are telling you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Is that the brain cancer? Yeah, it's the brain cancer. No, it's the, sorry. I just, I just, yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, that's. I it. actually am that's, curious about that. That's I, another. That, so that's know, another thing. Yeah. Uh, did you? So you had a. You had a. You had a fucking surgery on your brain. People yeah. opened your skull up. Yeah. They went in. They took out a, a a cookie out of your head. They did. And then they put their your skull then back it, on. They're they're touching. They're messing around with uh the part of your body that makes you who you are. I mean, yep. now again, that's another discussion. But like, did that? Did it affect you in any way that way? Like your personality or. Because uh, you don't seem like as much of uh, as an asshole as you did when we first met. <laughs> you seem a lot nicer. That's actually kind of funny. The, the, one of the one of the jokes that uh, 
that a friend of mine was throwing around at the time was, oh, that's cool. They took out all the part of your brain that made you an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I would argue, honestly, that um, my my outlook and my sort of general attitude towards existence is significantly more uh, positive yeah. than it was beforehand. It uh, puts... It puts- Things would, into perspective. Well, and I would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great word for it. And I wouldn't even call it positive because there is, uh, and we don't need to really delve into this, like the heaviness of this, but there is an incredible amount of freedom in kind of basically knowing what's going to kill you. Yeah. I'd, oh, like, dude, to, there, I'd like to delve into that. I would love to delve into that wow, because that is there wild. is, there is a sense of freedom. Yeah. And, and I mean, to, to bring it to, to what I've been dealing with, uh, that I, that's something that I've been like looking at and dealing with my entire life. You know, the whole thing of mortality. I've been right. meditating on that my entire life because f- the way I live my life, the way that I see my life going, I probably only have like eight years left. Right. Right. And I, I, I love that. I love that. That's the fact. Or I love. I I hope that that's the fact. I that I that came up. It, it sounds fucked up. No, but I but, but it, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, because it gives me this freedom that I can that translates into my life, right? Where I can decide, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to live to the absolute like max. And I'm not going to I'm not going to like let petty shit get in the way. I mean, we all do. It it happens, but it totally changes when you when you can really sit down and and meditate on the fact that something could kill you. Not something random that like none of us know about, but something else that not many people have to deal with. Man, that like I find it super empowering. Absolutely. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is the thing that I think is really great about uh what you boys are doing is that that is a common thread even though we don't have the same thing. Not yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we have completely different diseases. And the dynamic of of in here like brian and i do not know do not know that yeah like, but you know what i was just thinking i just kind of had this overwhelming almost kind of epiphany for myself and that's the realization that i'm gonna die yeah i'm gonna die too oh, like yeah. I'm, well, that's the thing we're like, all gonna die yeah Everyone's gonna. I mean, and it who, sounds, I don't fucking know if CF's gonna kill me. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. I walk across I, the street. I don't know if brain cancer's yeah. gonna kill me, but there's a good chance that it will. There's and there's a good chance that CF's gonna kill me too. Right? And and, and my family tries to get like they're like, oh no, you're gonna be fine. It's gone now. And I'm like, that's mm, fine. That's no. not how this yeah, works. That's, that's not, not how it works. Yeah. That, why do I go to the doctor every three months? Then <laughs> I know yeah. you know how this yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this thing is almost definitely going to take me it's going yeah. to grow back it's going to get bad and i'm going to die i mean I, you could have died on i could have died on the operating table yeah. i could have died coming here to record this with you guys today yeah. uh, you can literally and it's so funny that you you touched on uh letting go of all like the petty garbage that just yeah. does not matter in your day-to-day life God, how good does that fucking feel Dude, right when you when you like because i still get caught up in petty garbage all the you, time yeah, what you do but the ability to take a step back and be like oh man that doesn't matter yeah that really doesn't matter. Yeah. And people kept asking me when I turned 30, they were like, oh, are you bummed about turning 30? And I was like, you don't get it. Yeah, I right. got older. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the number yeah. is higher. Yeah. That's awesome. And every yeah. year that I live from this point on is a fucking win. Yeah. So. And it's crazy because, I mean, people go to that whole sense of freedom and not letting petty shit get in the way of how you react on a day-to-day basis. People find religion to deal with that stuff yeah. they find they go to yoga yeah. they do meditation they you know they travel the world to try and give themselves 
conceptualize or or find out how to not let that shit get in the way. Absolutely. And then, you know, something that initially from the outset seems like it's the shittiest fucking hand you could be dealt gives you something that is so precious and so valuable. Yeah. I think that's absolutely fascinating. And I, I think that it's the people who survive are the people who have that positive attitude about it and can be... Not um, always, optimistic. though. Not always, though. Not, and that's the thing. not always. It, it, it's it's. But it certainly it, helps. It does help. And, and but there's there are people out there who who don't have that that um, that outlook. And and I and it it breaks my heart. It makes me so sad are you, that that's the case. You're talking about the the why me's and the this is bullshit. Well, the, yeah, the people that that yeah. that carry a lot of anger and a lot of yeah. resentment and a lot of like, oh god damn, if I could turn back time, like, but you can't. You know, like. That's why I'm such a, like, I just want to get the message out there to people that are dealing with shit to, like, own your shit. Yeah. Own it. And just, like, I mean, yes, you don't, it doesn't mean that you have to love having brain cancer, but at least be like, well, you know what? This was all fucked up and and sucked. However, now my life is better in this way or in this way or in this way because of it. Yeah. There, there is, no matter what tragedy happens? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I, I. At least that's that's the way that I feel. If 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 there's a tragedy or you go through through something really hard, on the other end of that, there's going to be something really really beneficial that's going to help you grow in some way. If you can be, and if you and if you can if you can accept that, if you can like look at it and take it. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. That's, just, that's just, like, otherwise, just... what is the point of this thing having happened to me? I've like, cause I, I don't know if this is, this is one of the first times I've actually been in a room with someone else who has a, 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 an illness like this. Um, and, and like this sort of like back and forth, casual yeah. back and forth. Do you feel, I, I have to ask you now, cause now I'm <laughs> entering the ring. Uh, do you feel this weird responsibility to disseminate that idea? Only, to, to, only, only within the last like three months. Awesome. Do you mean to like propagate positivity and yeah, like, just, openness about it? Yeah, just to be open and sort of. Uh, and I guess yeah, this is, I, with, I should. I should that's the dumb question and, because well, it's the no. reason the podcast. Yeah, exists. Th- it's the reason this podcast exists. But it's other things too. Like I've been d- today, this morning, I did a speech at the at a at a conference for Shinerama, which is a massive CF fundraiser. Yeah, and dude, this is something. This is something. The the high from that was. Uh, on like this is something i want to this is my this is becoming my new passion yeah i want to spread that inspiration and i want to spread that like that feeling of of like of freedom that feeling of freedom i want to like i want people to, the way that cf has fundly, fundamentally changed the way that i live day to day i want i want to take that and sprinkle it on on even people who don't live with any kind of illness. And that that's exactly what I was going to say because it's it's almost as if everybody lives with illness. I was watching it's a, not going to be a, I was watching a problem, a, yeah, know? I was watching the news the other day and they were interviewing some lady and, and the lady said something along the lines of uh um uh, they were talking about vampires and they were talking about mortality and the lady was like, "Yeah, well, if anybody just sat and meditated on uh, on you know m- m- their own mortality, they'd go crazy." And I was like, Fuck that! No, no they wouldn't. I've, no. I've sat and, and meditated the shit out of my own mortality, and I feel more empowered and more like ready to fucking rock out 
for the time that I have left than I ever have in my entire life. And yeah. it's awesome. And interestingly enough, I've had this conversation with someone who's in a, a particularly awful car accident and she almost didn't come back. It's something that's apparently shared between people who mm-hmm. almost die. Mm-hmm. Or or understand uh, mortality uh, to go back to uh, to your point, uh, Brian. Is that because because of this understanding of what's going on now? Because of this like clear sense of an end game, it gives you a lot of more freedom in your day to day. Yeah, when you when you have a almost a sense of your expiration date, right? You're like, oh. Yeah, something's got to change. Like something's got to change. Because that's been an up and down thing for me. I've I've had times where I've contemplated my mortality and thought, "Oh man, I'm so okay with this. I'm okay. I'm gonna live every day the way it is. I'm gonna just gonna assume that when I turn like ninety something, that I'll just die in my sleep, whatever." And then I've had days where I've contemplated on it and I've become like really anxious and scared. Um, and that's kind of been like a flip flop type thing for me. Yeah, and it's it's hard when you when you're living your life to the fullest and you and you appreciate it and you love life so much and you think about dying then it can be a really scary thing like it can scare the shit out of you but also at the same time when you know that you're doing your best job at living your best life then you know that you're you're getting the most out of each and every day and then you almost become okay with dying so it's kind of it's very very contrasting in the way that it can be a it's positive a, and negative it's experience. a trip it's yeah. a heavy yeah. it's a heavy trip like you know, it's not something. Do again, shrooms and think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I can't do those anymore. Oh yeah, oh. that's we're all like, oh, oh man, oh, the those shucks. are they're so great yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you that we didn't cover that you'd love to talk about or say or a- anything at all that comes to mind? I actually, I actually have one more uh, serious question. Did you take a lot of time to reflect on your past and the decisions, kind of ca- maybe career-wise or where you are now, and and think like, do I want to do something different yeah, now? Or that's so funny. That's actually what I'm doing right now. Um, I moved up to Toronto uh, at the start of this year, 2015, and then uh, ended up coming back pretty shortly thereafter uh, after a particularly bad breakup. Uh, but we don't need to talk about that here, unless uh, it, unless it uh, has anything to do with your cancer. It doesn't. All right. So well, then, fuck it. Forget it. Uh, I'm cursing a lot. You're on here this. now. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I actually stopped doing what I'd been doing for ten years. Uh, I was a film and television actor and a piano player and a musical director through Neptune's youth program. Pretty goddamn talented. Do it all those three, those Thanks, three things. Thanks, I appreciate say. it. Uh, and I still like doing them, but I just needed to really take some time and really get some headspace uh, and really look at what it was that I wanted to do with whatever time I have left. And now you're selling life insurance. I am. What a fantastic story. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be so Ooh. hilarious. <laughs> <and ironic. laughs> do you know, what are you doing though? Like, what, like, are you just taking? Are you just taking a break? Like, are yeah, you I'm bartending and just kind of hanging out right. and sort of like taking a look and figuring out what I want to do yeah. with. Uh, with the next little bit, but I'm not on a really strict timeline. I don't feel the need to figure it out really fast. I just wanted to sort of give myself some time. We should get together and write a script about, uh, two, two, two goons who one has brain cancer, one has cystic fibrosis and the, and the shenanigans they get up to. It's really funny because I I actually wanted to, I, one of the things that, um, during a couple of talks I had with a, a social worker that gets appointed for you, which is basically like someone who just listens to you talk yeah, about yeah. how you're afraid of dying. Uh, 
or how you're stoked about surviving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told her I wanted to write a, a show about my story, and uh, she asked me if I had a title for it, and I said I was going to call it Always on My Mind. Which <laughs> 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 a really stupid pun, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> Uh, you know, how about, uh, so we'll do a two act. We'll do two shows, an evening of, and, uh, yours is called barely breathing. <laughs> <laughs> mine is called always on my mind. We'll, we'll name them after, uh, songs. But, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's great. Uh, That's really funny. <laughs> this has been, uh, this has been great. Uh, I'm, I'm actually sad that we have to wrap this up right now. I feel like we could probably keep talking for hours. Uh, so who knows? Maybe we'll get you back in here right and, on. and we'll, we'll do this again. Um, Matt, thank you so much for, thank you. for coming in and sharing your story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Glad that you're still here. Me too, man. And glad you were able to be on the podcast. Not going to say I'm glad you had brain cancer, but kind of glad you had brain cancer so we could do this <laughs> uh so that's it for today uh thanks for listening if you dig it make sure you subscribe uh rate review all that stuff um head on over to the itunes store and you can do that there uh you can uh reach out to us at sick boy podcast on twitter or go check out our website sickboypodcast.com. uh again thanks for listening my name is jeremy I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And this is Sick Boy. Hey, so this is the part of the podcast where we talk about our sponsorships, but uh, we don't have any. So if you loved our podcast and you are a potential sponsor or you have anything that you want us to plug or talk about and get the word out, uh, send it our way. Give us a shout and we'd love to include you as a part of our family and a part of our podcast. And also just know that, you know, I, I have cystic fibrosis. I only have a limited amount of time left on this earth and if you are choosing to not sponsor this podcast, you're essentially spitting on what life I have left. Um, so, you know, I'm dying. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think, I think that that, that one's that was, actually uh, so good. Yeah, me too. Actually. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm like, I, when I hear it, I'm like, Oh fuck, that's so funny. But I hope that other oh, people I aren't hope, like, I hope, I hope other people are like that motherfucker. <laughs> For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.